It's been a minute, and we apologize for it being a minute. Yeah. How are you, Rachel? <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I'm, like, sick again. Um, So sorry if my voice sounds disgusting. But I'm hanging in there. I'm just, you know, got some of the winter blues, but everything else is, it's fine. It's, it's life is going. How are you? <laughs> life is going um uh i'm good i actually also got sick uh like two weeks ago and i was totally out and i've been recovering since then so i i feel you i know your struggle i see you i hear you um nutcracker we've been in the theater the past week and a half and we had two shows Friday or sorry Saturday and Sunday so we opened um that's been good but definitely feeling like not the blues but like I feel just tired it's a lot this this season is a lot yeah this is my one day off and I spent all day Christmas shopping oh wow which was like fun and exciting but I'm like maximizing my one day off yeah no I get that (laughs) um we have a kids show kids performance for those dancers out there who know about the kids shows we know that that's an early ass call yeah so um we do have class at 8 30 which means arriving at least half an hour before and getting up and carpooling and stuff like yeah. that so early morning yeah. for you yeah remember last year i think we got up at like i remember grace and i got up at like 6 30 yeah to make it to the theater for class at eight o'clock but i remember like it sucked because one of the days we had um like a show the night before so like we were home late and then we like had to wake up really early yeah we had like a dress rehearsal or something yeah yeah dress must have been a thursday show yeah something i just remember like it prevented us from going to bed early (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, school shows, nutcrackers picking up. Oh my god, now um, I can hear the gardeners. Did they get I closer? Know. No, they're this is farther away. That's why I was concerned. But I couldn't it's were, weird, I couldn't hear them really before, but I think they should be wrapping up. They're packing up. It's it's so crazy because it's like light out there and it's like pitch black here. And it, well, it's, this is the last bit of light that we get, and it's four, to almost four twenty. Yeah. So blaze it, blaze it. Yeah. But anyway, tell me about tell me about work. Tell me about. Um, okay, so update me, update me on what's been going on because it's been like three weeks. Since I know we, talked, we haven't talked in so long. Us. Yeah, like I wanted to do a Thanksgiving episode and like talk about Thanksgiving and like. 
Oh my gosh, it's been, wow, it's been so long. Yeah, basically, well, most recently I moved into my new apartment on Friday. <gasps> That's right! Yes, yeah, so I love it, but it's not all put together yet. Like, I don't have all my furniture. Some of it's still arriving and needs to be put together. But it's really nice. I love the location. I have floor-to-ceiling windows and, like, a balcony. <gasps> Um, so that's really awesome, and it's my first time living alone, so I got to really put my own, like, identity into everything I did, and, like, that was exciting, gave me a project to work on, although I've been spending a lot of money, and not an ideal time right before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so that was fun, and then I went to Zach's Christmas party literally right after moving in, the same day I moved in. I woke up early, busted my ass to move in, and then, like, got ready in a half an hour and ran out the door to go to dinner with him for his Christmas party. Oh, my God. And then the next day, like, I was pretty hungover, but, like, I unpacked a little bit, and then yesterday I did laundry and unpacked so I had three days off work to do all those things um Mm -hmm. and then unfortunately yesterday I just like got sick again but it's just been a really busy week because all week before that I was packing to move in yeah and then it's been like quite an adjustment for me because I'm working in retail and I've never worked in retail for full time and you just like don't have a set schedule yeah. You just have, like, random days off, and then, like, you'll, like, work a bunch of days and then, like, have one day off or have two days off, and I hate it. I hate that. <laughs> I know. For a ballerina, I feel like that's... I was I was kind of giggling to myself um, just sitting in the dressing room because we are so anal about um, a schedule and knowing absolutely everything that is on the docket for the day. Yeah. Like, even, even I mean, here, what I've experienced has been very organized compared to, like, other experiences that I've had. Like, we know pretty much what's going to be happening each hour, but with this theater, we don't know exactly with the kids, mm-hmm. adding the kids to the production, how that's going to affect some things. We don't know, we didn't know the order for, like, one or two things, but it's kind of hilarious, like, how agitated we get if we just are left in the dark for, like, oh, here's what, here's what it is. If you give us... 80% of the information, we want 110. Yeah. We want 110. It's never good if enough. If you give us zero, if you give us zero information, we'll roll with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, okay, just show up at the theater at 5 p.m., we're going to rehearse from then. Oh, yeah. Then you, we'll be like, okay, whatever. At least you expect the unexpected. But if you give us 80% of the information and then we're left with the 20% in the dark, it, we lose our minds. We lose our minds uh, over this so kind of true. thing. That's so true. That's so true. Because you become, like, so sarcastic about it when it's, like, you don't ever know. You're, like, oh, we never, like, know. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and then for me, like, also, I'm used to getting, like, a calendar for, like, the year of, like, mm-hmm. when you're in season and then, like, when you're not. So you're either very much in it or you're not. And, like, this, there's no, like, off like yeah. it's like all year and then we have two days for sure off christmas and thanksgiving and they make us work like either the day before the holiday or the day after so why is that like some kind of it's just like 
hazing technique no it's like everyone there (laughs) it's just like because people like to travel around the holidays they can't have Mm -hmm. everyone doing it so that's why they like oh i see it's like a way to keep and like the holidays are like a busier time for retail so i'm like oh god and and then on top of that my schedule has been like really different hours since moving to the new gallery so when i open i work 7 a.m till 4 p.m and when i close i work one now i work 1 30 to 10 30 p.m yeah that's hard to manage a routine like that so yeah the days i open i literally wake up at five in the morning Jeez. and i'm becoming a morning person i guess but there's been a few times where i had to clope in so i had to close at 10 p.m a clopin that sounds like a prescription medicine i know it's a close it's a close <laughs> and then open the next day i close at 10 p.m got home and then you know get a few a little bit of sleep and then have to wake up at five and go back um and i had to do that like right after thanksgiving so i had like thanksgiving off and then friday was my grandma's 80th birthday party and we had a party so i had that day off but then the next day i had to work at one so I had to drive four hours from Chicago after being at a family party. Everyone's drinking, having fun. Mm-hmm. Work 1 to 10. Barely slept that night. Go home. Open at 7 a.m. Got four hours of sleep one night and five the other night. And that's when I got sick. Well, that's why you got sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 100%. I'll tell you why I got sick. It's actually kind of similar. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is a great story for the podcast. So... I went to Boston to be with um, Graham and his oh my God, family yeah. for Thanksgiving. Forgot about that. Which was really fun. It was a lot of like uh, family time. I met like so much of his family. He his family's massive really? compared to mine. They had um, a gathering, a family party, which he kind of left me in the dark on like he kind of just he was like i didn't want to tell you how many people were going to be there just because like i didn't want to make you nervous but like 50 plus people oh showed up God. to this party and they're all family so i was like oh i mean it was fine i'm like a social butterfly and whatever i can small talk all day long and i got along with everybody so it was nice but um not that i wasn't gonna get along with <laughs> you like but, get in a fight with someone can you imagine yeah yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty much like a golden retriever in social settings so i'm happy to meet everybody and like talk to everyone um, but it was a lot of people and it was a lot of interaction. And then there was just like a, a lot of like in general lack of sleep. Cause like the only time we get together is like eight, maybe no, like 10 PM to 12 where we could just like hang out and watch a movie. And then we would get up and then kind of do a bunch of other things, um, with the family and mm-hmm. such and in town. But, uh, so on my flight back, I already got a day off because the flight um the flight was like an extra like six hundred dollars if i were to fly back on the sunday before monday work so i'm like already kind of like feeling guilty about Mm -hmm. that and i get in or i i take my flight it's a connecting flight i changed it to a later flight since i had more time once i officially got that date off and i changed it from like a five six o'clock departure to um Sorry, I changed it from a 12 o'clock departure to a 6 p.m. departure, and I would um, connect through Denver. So I get through Denver. The flight's, like, fine. It was a little bit delayed on the first stretch, and it was fine. There weren't any – it was southwest, so there wasn't any, like, 
real entertainment. So I just kind of slept. And then the second flight, I get there and I have a two and a half hour layover. I'm like, whatever. I'm only an hour and a half away from home. It's close. It's fine. But then it comes time to board and nobody's really lining up and I can tell everybody's kind of confused. Like we were supposed to board at like 10.25 or something like Uh that, 10 p.m. And so there are people kind of up and down looking around like, what's going on? There's nobody really at the stand. And then we go to the stand. There, There's a crew that shows up and stands at the stand, but they're not giving any information. They're not making any announcements. So, like, people are going up to them multiple times asking, like, who are you guys? Like, where is our plane? We can see the plane there, but we can't see our – we don't know if we have a crew. And then finally at, like, 1040 – we get an announcement that's like, we're just waiting for your crew and your pilot to come from the other gate. And this is a, like, stand-in crew just to, like, be on the plane for some kind of, I don't know, some rule. Okay. So anyway, they're here. We're kind of, we're all kind of confused. A few Karen-looking people are getting a little bit agitated and starting to cause a scene, huffing and puffing while looking at the Mm -hmm. airplane through the window. Uh, and then probably about another 25 minutes later, around 11, our pilot and crew show up. So everybody's kind of like, okay, we already are getting in at like 12.55. Like, can we just pick this up? Yeah. We're going to be getting in really late. Um, so finally we start boarding and everything seems fine. Boarding process begins at like 11. So we're half an hour delayed at this point. Everybody gets on board. Everything's fine. Until I, I put my earphones in and I like started listening to music, so I was just kind of tuning out of the world. And then I realized we haven't moved. You know that like, you have like an internal clock for like yeah. getting boarded? Yeah. It should be, we should be pushing back at this point. And I was like, what's going on? I asked the person next to me and he's like, I think somebody at the front is causing a ruckus oh, and was like being disrespectful God. to the cabin person, the uh, crew person. And I was like, oh God, are you, are you for real right now? At this point, it's 1130. It's 11.30. I'm like, oh, my God, I just want to go home. I'm so tired. I hadn't slept much the night before because I missed, I didn't want to, whatever. doesn't matter. Anyway, then I start hearing a little bit of commotion. And then the person on the, the microphone mm-hmm. says, everybody, we would like you to deplane. Just leave all of your belongings here, but we are going to have everybody deplane at this time. So leave ev- all your belongings on the flight. We're like, what's I've going on? I've literally never heard of that before. Yeah, I know. So we get off the plane and I'm kind of, everybody's kind of whispering about, and then there's one guy who's just kind of standing by the check-in stand and he's kind of, like, we can tell he was the mm-hmm. problem. And I start talking to this group of ladies who were apparently sitting behind him and this guy was being a little bit inappropriate with some of the ladies on the flight. Like, he was kind of leaning up on one girl. He was kind of, like, getting too close to another and then... What? Uh, I guess he was being inappropriate with the cabin staff. Uh-huh. And then, apparently, some lady saw him yanking <gasps> his little chain on the flight in the first row. What? I know. So this guy was just a total perv. Oh, my God. He, I guess he had, like, an iPad out and had something on playing on the iPad, and somebody thought it was porn. But what? he had it, like, covered up, and he was trying to conceal what was going on. But he's also wearing, like, a gray tracksuit. Okay, how did he think he could conceal that? Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. And also, I think some people had complained that he was drunk. So he had already gotten oh a few, my like, red flags. So he deplaned because apparently, this is what they said, apparently, okay. apparently after um, the staff, re- we all reboarded after this. 
which took another half hour. Um, if you if somebody's causing a ruckus on the plane, they get everybody off because there's no security on the plane. So in the off chance that like that person starts to act out, so and you don't violent, like you single wanna, like, them out. Your... You like tell everyone to get off, and then you like get yeah. the person. Yeah. Yes. So we're all waiting, and I while we're waiting to be reboarded, this guy is like still causing a whole thing. He's like trying to take pictures of the people who are. Um, handling the issue. He's trying to take pictures of the plane. I'm like, this isn't going to help anything. Like, bro, what did you think was going to happen? Like, yeah. And, like, just people also just are, like, afraid of confrontation. Like, the people handling it were kind of just, like, avoiding eye contact with him and kind of halfway answering his questions. And I'm like, remove him. Take him to another place. But he was standing right where the exit was, so there were tons of people just exiting the plane, witnessing this guy having an argument about if he was doing something in his pants or not on the plane. Uh, I'm like, this is something you see on the Daily Mail on Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. This is something you don't normally That's see in so real life. Funny. I, like, I cannot believe. And then we finally depart at like did he 12.30 get, did he, and we get in at 2. Did he ride home with you guys or? No, no. They kicked him off. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Um, yeah, it was an event. Interesting. Never had that happen. But then the next day, the next day I was like, all right, I'm rolling on a few hours of sleep. I've done this before in college. I can do it again. <laughs> I'm good. I'm chilling. College does prepare um, you. College does prepare you for days like these. And then about halfway through the day, I started feeling sniffles. And I was like, hmm, this could be allergies. Yeah. But also I feel like it's That's not. what everyone and says just, like, when it starts. <laughs> I know. Well, my allergies have been kind of bad because there are lots of trees here, and I think that's the mm-hmm. problem. But unrelated, the next day I totally just, like, I had a fever from, like, 7 a.m. till 8 p.m., so I was really in the rough. And so you had COVID, or? No, I don't think it was oh. COVID. I think it was just a bad cold. I think everybody's just kind of, like, caught something. Okay. COVID was going around really bad here. Like, everyone got oh, really? COVID. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I had it or not like I didn't test for a while when I was like feeling sick after Thanksgiving and then my like grandma got it and my aunt and cousin and then Zach got it and like oh my god so I I missed work for a few days but yeah oh yeah so I had to miss work too and I already felt guilty about I know I'm sure that like sucked and prior to that like I just felt like I hadn't been getting like any kind of break because I had my back injury so I like couldn't dance for like two days and honestly like I mean I I had it drilled in my head from a young age and I'm sure this is relatable material but if you take two days off you're out of shape and like if you can't be at rehearsal you miss everything and all these opportunities yeah no definitely yeah so I was definitely in the mindset of like, oh my god, I cannot miss anymore. I cannot miss anymore. So I go in and I'm like still feeling like pretty much like 50%. But I dance and I made it through and I'm feeling 100% now. That's good. And my stamina's back. But I'm, I am I know the feeling. I've been in the rough. I get you. I'm here for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to go to bed early tonight, which is why we needed to record early because got to be back up early. But um. Yeah, so how's Nutcracker going? Nutcracker is actually pretty chill. The situation here, um, just because we're like supplemental artists, is really nice. Mm-hmm. 
we have, I mean, we're, we're there at the theater for all the hours that everybody else is, but we just, our roles don't require us to be dancing that much. Um, so I'm pretty much doing just, like, mainly snow and then a diver and then, um, we're not even in flowers because they're having the second company do flowers. Oh. And then party parent occasionally. So that it's is actually chill. very chill. What divert are you doing? Uh, it's marzipan, but it, they call it sapphires here. Oh, I've never heard of sapphires. I know it's it's quite the spread of diverts in this Nutcracker. Are they all? It's got jewels? kind of like or... no. There's <laughs> it's kind of they had three choreographers create this Nutcracker, so I think there are three different kind of like oh. ideas kind of jumbled Wait, together. Wait, was there like three one. women? Yeah, there's three women. Okay, yeah. Sapphires. Oh wait, no, I thought you meant like no, like three women choreographers. Oh, the choreographers. Yeah. Um, maybe. All I know is that I, I know of two of the choreographers. One of the choreographers, Julia, she's in the company, and then another one is this girl Nicole, who a lot of my other friends from school actually know because she's been involved with other companies that they're involved with. So, I don't but, know um, why. Like, I thought that maybe that's what they're not cracker. I I have heard that before. It was choreographed by three choreographers. And in my mm-hmm. mind, I thought someone had said it was, like, three women choreographers. But I could no. be thinking of something completely different with the three women. <laughs> Just in general, three women? <laughs> well, like, like so- something else where there was, like, three women choreographers used. Something that is, like, oh, okay. of the same type of thing. Not just gotcha. three random women. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who the last one is. Um, but, yeah. It's been pretty chill. It's been pretty nice. We don't have nearly as many um, double show days or double show double run days, really, that we did last season. So I've been really grateful for that. So you feel like you're just enjoying it and not, like, stressed all the time? <laughs> well, yeah. I feel like I am, in general, enjoy- enjoying the process. I had a moment after snow. The snow here is really... I don't think I have talked about this in the podcast, Mm-mm. but the snow is pretty, it's very technical, and it's a lot of running. Like, the whole time you're running, you don't leave the stage. And then you kind of, you also start snow, like, in the snow potata. Mm-hmm. So it starts a little bit early as well. So it's kind of just, like, it's a sprint. And then... I may have said this in the podcast, but the spot that I'm learning is, like, the hardest spot, in quotes. Oh, yeah, you did Um, say that. It's just, like, I just start on stage, and then I only really have, like, a three-count rest off stage. Mm -hmm. So, it's pretty intense. I was kind of irritated after one of the performances that, or one of the rehearsals that I did, just because, like, I want to enjoy it so bad. I just want to be on stage and have the time of my life and smile and, like, perform. And really, really dance, you know? Yeah. But this particular snow, it just calls for, like, you you have to be on top of your marks constantly. You have to be on top of your notes. You have to adjust the formation. It's just a lot of, like, checking your mark. Okay, run to another thing. Check your mark. Run to another thing. Check your mark. Okay, count two counts. Now go. Yeah. So it's, like... It's a lot of thinking, mm-hmm. and, like, I've, since then, I've, like, found a way to just, like, enjoy it a little bit more and kind of enjoy the teamwork of the corps de ballet section, sections, but it's, it's definitely, like, not the most, Fine. I don't know, 
fun yeah. version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it looks great. Yeah. And I think the choreography is beautiful because I've been able to watch it. I have an alternate who also recently got injured, oh, so now God. I no longer have an alternate. Um, but the choreography is beautiful. It's just in order to achieve this beauty, it's a lot of running and hitting your mark and then run and hit your mark and then do a step and hit your mark and then hit your step mm-hmm. and then hit another mark. Yeah. It's just kind of like bam, bam, bam. Um, yeah, I could see what you mean about it being harder to enjoy. Yeah. But uh, we all got into it on opening night and really, like, breathed with each other and, like, we were hyping each other up. Yeah. So it was it was a good time. And you guys have a live orchestra, right? Yes, we do. And that's the best. We do have a live orchestra. That makes yeah. it so much better. The moment when they tune before the show. Oh. Yeah. Live orchestra. Excuse me has been really nice definitely very inspiring oh yeah and there's a moment at the beginning of snow where i do like this first fourth position on point with my arms in a a wide v Mm -hmm. and i hit it on the very first but i get to look at the conductor and we go together and hit the music Mm -hmm. together so satisfying yeah so that's that's fun that's definitely a very enjoyable moment Okay, so I take it back. There are fun moments. <laughs> it's just it's just hard. It's that's yeah. all it is. It's yeah. hard, and there's a lot of running. Um, but yeah, how are you doing? How are you doing with? Are you gonna go see a Nutcracker? No, uh, no. definitely not. It's been really hard for me. I've been missing um, Nutcracker a lot, and just starting to really miss like aspects of dancing. Hmm. Um. I'm just in, like, such a transitional phase. Yeah. And I kind of have to just, like, wait it out because, I don't know, my life is just, like, all over the place. And mm-hmm. there's been a lot of positives, like, moving to my new place and, like, getting to spend way more time with my boyfriend and my family. But, like, I also just feel like a lot of my identity is, like, all confusing because Mm -hmm. so much of it was in dance and like I just don't have it and like I kind of wish that there was somewhere I could just even take class but I don't really have like a great environment to like go take class like somewhere where I could just take an open class where it wasn't like very Mm -hmm. much pressure or wasn't any ties to like my training or childhood oh yeah or where I would was going to dance like there's like a lot of like politics I feel like in wherever I could take Mm -hmm. so and then like I haven't been teaching since I started working more because I'm working 40 hours and it's all over the place so there's not like even a day you don't have you can't yeah you can't or like choreographing or like doing anything that's plugging me into the dance world so it's just been like really weird And then ever since Thanksgiving and getting sick, I haven't, like, had the time or energy to, like, work out. And so that's – that sucks. But, like, it'll be better soon because my new apartment has a gym in it. So I'll be able to just go to that. But I just – I definitely, like, miss it. And I feel like in a perfect world – like, I would still be doing it, but I feel like I kind of have to just, like, get through this and know that, like, it's not mm-hmm. what's best for me right now 
from like a logical mm. standpoint and I don't know that's like really hard people don't like teach you how to work through these things in life they're like oh you have a dream like do anything to make it happen and it's like that's not always like the logical or realistic thing to do you know mm-hmm. or what if your dream path is actually like a super toxic and um challenging industry that involves pretty much sacrificing your entire <laughs> identity yeah you're like physical uh, health your you mental health that? yeah exactly your financial stability to, to literally be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then you finally make it happen and then you realize it's not what you thought it was. Exactly. What do you do with that? <laughs> exactly. So it's just like, I don't know. I really need to like find a therapist. And <laughs> the new year, that's one of my goals. And then like, I just got my schedule for work for Christmas week. And... I only have off Christmas Eve and Christmas, and then I work the day after Christmas. The day after. I work at 7 a.m. the day after, and then I work for five days. And I probably freaking work on New Year's and New Year's Day. I don't know. But that it was just, like, so depressing because I was like, I'm not dancing anymore, and I thought I'd be able to, like, enjoy the holidays a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yes, I'm in the state where my family lives, but I, like, have to work a huge chunk of them. So it's just, like, all... It's just an entire life switch. It's really confusing. Like, you've just completely transitioned your life. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, like, see videos or, like, stuff that I did, like, a few years ago. Especially in college. When I see stuff from college, I get... Re- that's, like, I get really depressed. Because mm-hmm. I'm, like, I was such a different person then, and I feel like... I've grown in a lot of, like, good ways, but I miss that mm-hmm. person. Like, I miss my mm-hmm. life and the way I felt about things and, like, mm-hmm. the passion I had for that art form. But I just think that, like, sometimes you just have to go through, like, growing pains and I just have to, like, yeah. bear down and, like, experience them mm-hmm. because otherwise, like, what, like, what else am I going to do? Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, they say with every time you have, when you're about to hit the peak of your next kind of moment, there's always just, like you said, growing pains. You've hit, you're hitting your growth edge and it's uncomfortable and you'll have good days. At least for me, like I've definitely been feeling that as well. Yeah. And I think it's been more just because I've had a lot of change in my life. Yeah. In addition to moving and doing this kind of like short-term contract where I just like, I'm supposed to feel at home but I also am like very confused on like what I want to do with my next um the next step of my career or whatever just like a lot of questions and I'm 25 so it's like smack dab in the middle of everything dude your 20s are so hard like (laughs) so hard I wish I wish I like I I I wish I didn't have this much energy to spin so many mental story, mental stories, stories in my head, because I feel like that's all it is. I feel like I'm trying to constantly figure out what's the right thing to do, mm-hmm. what's the the next thing to do, how is this gonna improve my potential, and then like if I don't, then it's all failure and it's all downhill. Yeah. Which is I I know like if my mom were to listen to this or somebody who's past their twenties listen to this, they know that like. 
that's just a part of your 20s. Yeah. So I've been trying to keep the perspective of, like, somebody who's 40 years old. Oh, my gosh. I like, need to send gonna you. You're going to be fine. Yeah. What? I need to send you this video, and, like, you'll have to post it on the Instagram that my mom sent me. But it was basically just this TikTok reel or Instagram reel of, like, this inspirational speaker talking about all of these uber famous successful people that like didn't hit success until mm-hmm. like a little bit later and it was like what they were doing at different ages and it just yeah. like made me feel so much better because again we are so young and like mm-hmm. we just don't know like what's in store for us mm-hmm. and like there's nothing we can do right now other than try our best and like try to go down the right way but if we're being true to ourselves, we're probably not going to make a big mistake, you know? Like, it will all work out no. in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. But everything feels like a massive decision. I know. One after the other. Which is just, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I think, or I, I hope that, like, 20 years from now, I'm looking back at this and being like, okay, you made all the right decisions. Yeah. You've, like, went with the flow. You went where things made sense for you you did your best where you could and now you're successful and like in a happy place yeah i think that also i mean at least my my uh yogi therapist has said this in the past but just like you have to make sure that you recognize your success along the way like you moved into a new apartment you got a new job pretty quickly yeah. You completely uprooted your life and you're living with your boyfriend, which was a huge priority for you for such a long time. So these are all things that are worth feeling good about oh, in yeah. addition to like feeling like confused about other things. I know. You're so right. And like, the other thing is like we're so quick to be like want one thing and then as soon as we have it, be like, mm-hmm. well, how could this be better? Or like like you were saying like sort of like invalidate it and I'm like why do like we do that as humans like what is wrong with us that we it's just like sometimes so hard to celebrate achieving something because you're so quick to be like all right on to the next or whatever Mm -hmm. as soon as you get it like even this contract like I really like made this contract happen Mm -hmm. I didn't I, I had I had to do quite a bit to get where I am Mm -hmm. and like as soon as I started I'm like I'm not good enough I don't deserve to be here (laughs) so it's just like yeah it's climbing out of at least for me it's felt like climbing out of a deep hole and I still don't feel like I'm like all the way out of it but I know that like I'm gonna have good days I'm gonna have bad days yeah and all I can do is just keep pushing forward moving forward literally like what else are you gonna do like you gotta go I think I know you're talking about that video, though. It's, like, I remember one of them, like, Tina Fey was working at, like, a cafe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, um, it, at Vera 25. Wang. It talks about Vera Wang and how she, like, didn't get Vogue editor-in-chief. And, like, she started her wedding dress brand at, like, 40 or something. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I just made me think. I don't know. It, it's really weird because when I was dancing this past year I just kept Mm -hmm. feeling like all these frustrations mostly with my body not working the way I wanted it to 
which is like obviously mm-hmm. a huge limitation in the ballet world um and i just kept thinking like i have this work ethic and there's nothing wrong with that and i'm like smart and i have people skills and those aren't things that like have taken a blow so what could i do instead like am i missing out on an opportunity to climb another ladder which is what i like set out to do and every day like i'm working on being better with my words and like being more social and more outgoing and more personable and charismatic because I wasn't used to using those things because in ballet, Mm -hmm. you don't really have to talk. You don't talk. (laughs) Yeah. So stuff like that um, and, like, just learning all different knowledge that I didn't use in the ballet world. So, yes, I'm I'm working towards that, but it's just hard. Like, you you miss – you also miss, like, the the flip side of it, not having, like, the physical – the physicality that was appreciated – in ballet for mm-hmm. me so i don't know it's like death of an identity it's like really fucking weird <laughs> it is and it's not something that's like that should be minimized i remember i remember talking to rebecca um pretty frequently when she decided to quit she quit like after our freshman year mm-hmm. and it just took her so long to i mean she went through countless Sorry to put your to air your dirty laundry, Rebecca. I'm sure she doesn't <laughs> care, but um, she just went through so many ups and downs. Like, yeah, I remember her, and I'm sure she'd be happy to speak on it again. Um, and if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to Rebecca's guest episode. Oh yeah, that was such a good one. <laughs> but I remember her talking about like the first time she was ready to go take ballet class. And how weird it was, but how amazing it felt, but also, like, the immediate kind of, like, depression that hit after that. Because it was, it was so much a part of herself. Yeah. And it was just kind of figuring out how that is... It's You're not abandoning that personality and everything that you learned and worked towards as a professional dancer. You're just kind of redistributing the information and finding out how it works into your new life and also just recognizing that it is a massive change mm-hmm. like it, it is not it is not going from marketing to finance maybe yeah. that's a big change i don't know but we um, wouldn't know honestly <laughs> yeah but it's it's a huge thing it's a huge thing and it takes a really long time to figure out so yes like wait it out but also know that it's not, like, don't put pressure on yourself to feel normal so soon. Yeah. And I think I'm kind of going through, like, the stages of grief, to be honest, now that I'm, like, yeah. thinking about it. Because I think that, like, maybe I was, like, in a denial phase. And then, like, mm-hmm. recently I've been going through, like, more of a depression about it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't even, like, talk, like honestly this is the first time there's only really one other person that I've talked to about it Athena because she's in like the same position but we both kind of feel a little bit differently about it after leaving it you both had kind of different ways of exiting too yeah 
but because I, I literally can't talk like I haven't really been able to talk about it because it's just been so sad I'm like I don't even want to think about it I just have to distract myself so this mm-hmm. is really and now I'm just gonna like now everyone's gonna hear about it but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean this is not an uncommon experience and I'm glad that you are talking about it on the podcast because I think that I mean, we talked about this when we talked to Rebecca. We've talked about this when we've talked to other ex-dancers. Like, this is a part of the conversation that I guess is sometimes out there, but, like, going through it, actually going through it, and not just hearing somebody's advice who from who's already been through it, but yeah. just kind of recognizing the process and how much the process really takes a toll on you. Yeah. It's just, like, dance is something you don't. Like, you know how de- – we're some of the most dedicated hard workers. We work for nothing. Yeah. We work for minimum wage. Some of people work for minimum ba- wage. Some people aren't even getting paid because some people are still paying. Yeah. And some people are maybe getting paid a little bit better than minimum wage. But we put our heart and soul into this stuff. So, like, the dedication level, honestly, is – I mean, I'm sure people are very devoted to their work. But, like, the amount of sacrifice you have to give to be able to be a professional ballet dancer yeah there's very like just, few things just like, like from that. a yeah from a personal standpoint if you want to take finance out of it like it's just it, you have to give everything and then all of a sudden you don't have that yeah exactly and like you show up to a job where like you aren't I don't know, like, I never had to, like, really think about showing up to dance. It was, like, it's just what I do. But, like, Mm -hmm. it's very actively a job now, which isn't a bad thing. And, like, I think I could grow to, like, there's days where I really like it. But it's just, it's just, like, a learning curve. I haven't Mm -hmm. done this since I was eight, like, ballet, like, you know. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. You're learning a new language. Yeah, but I think... I think that, like I said about, like, the stages of grief, like, every, every phase is just going to be different, and it is good. I hope that people benefit from hearing it as it's happening, because Mm -hmm. it can be, like, really isolating, and, like, the other thing is every time I open my phone to Instagram, it's all ballet content and Nutcracker, and, like, Mm-hmm. It used to be inspiring, but now it's just depressing. So I think I need to delete mm-hmm. Instagram <laughs> for a while. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I feel like I've been even feeling you on like a, a minor scale. Just like Instagram has been a, a little bit too much. Oh, really? My feed has taken to like the young prodigies coming out of the Paris Opera Ballet School and stuff like that, which is just no good. Because like I feel like on my journey, I'm also still like, where do I even fit? Yeah. Like, I've been doing this for so long. When is it going to be my turn? When's it going to click? Like, it makes sense. Yeah. And then you have all these, like, 18-year-olds getting jobs. I think that's another thing, too. We were talking about how, um, like, the age thing mm-hmm. with feeling like you're 25 and feeling like you haven't done enough. And if you don't do this, the next step, then, like, it's going to be failure. I think we have the addition of these 18-year-olds. I mean, in any profession, you have young, really young, successful people. Yeah. In, music or whatever it is people from college that that you're comparing yourself to on the internet we have these 18 year olds who are just like young prodigies who are have this massive instagram following and it's wonderful to see young people thriving but it's also like 
we're all just trying to get the same job. We're all trying to do yeah, the same thing. Yeah, and you're thing. comparing yourself to someone whose physicality yeah. is just, like, completely different. Your physicality yep. is just at its peak when you're, like, what? Like, 18, 19? Yeah. So it's, like... And obviously there are a lot of... Yeah, there are a lot of different factors. And just knowing that, like, there's no point. There's no point in comparing Yeah. yourself to anyone. Like, that's clear, yes. But in the moment, it's still so hard to just, like, break that cycle, so... Because people are still comparing you at the front of the room. So you can tell yourself yeah. not to, but, like, it is it is the reality of the situation. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's tough. I'll tell you one thing that has helped me recently because I feel like I've been very up and down and I'm kind of just like I mean I feel like I have a purpose right now so I feel very good like I'm in the theater every day I'm rehearsing I'm dancing you're bringing Christmas magic (laughs) we are I have my purpose my role (laughs) in life is to bring Christmas magic to the people of Sacramento um no uh but I feel like right now I'm feeling a little bit more settled because of how structured my days are but even a week ago I was just like up and down like having moments of like bliss going home from ballet and being like I I danced today I mean with with the additional perspective of being injured for like two Mm -hmm. days I mean it takes you a split second once you're injured to immediately be like oh my god I cannot believe how much I love dance and how badly I want to dance in this moment just because I'm I'm out for like a second Mm -hmm. you know so having that perspective is definitely added but um in a positive way to my recent experiences in the studio and inside of the out, and outside of the studio but I've been feeling a little bit disconnected from myself as an artist so I just kind of just because I'm doing like I am not doing roles where I can really express doing, yourself like, yeah I'm doing I can do I can express myself but it's not as much as I'm used to I think Mm -hmm. so I just I mean whenever inspiration strikes whether it's 10 30 at night or like 7 o'clock in the morning or 2 p.m on a Sunday whenever it is I'll throw my headphones on and close my eyes and wiggle Yeah. yeah and I mean I think closing my eyes helps me a lot but if that means like putting your favorite variation music on and like just take the moment take the moment if it comes take it as soon as you can get it Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to just start scrolling on your phone and then get stuck in a dark hole miss that yeah and miss that little moment of inspiration miss that little like spark that you have because it's like it's so fleeting it's so fleeting but when you do get to take that opportunity the payback is really great yeah like you feel better you feel at least I felt like yeah better and just like more myself Mm -hmm. with those moments and there are plenty of other things you can do for your mental health but I think as a dancer um just grabbing hold of the moments that you can get Mm -hmm. yeah no I think that's a really good point and sometimes you just need a creative outlet I mean we're all artists Mm -hmm. and like just going to your phone or going to distract yourself it's Mm -hmm. it's just not healthy like at like the most basic form 
at creative expressing yourself creatively is more healthy anyways so yeah but on a lighter note i have an idea for four for nothing um (laughs) a little like extra segment in the spirit of christmas okay let's do it okay so i was listening to a podcast and they were doing like gift guides and basically mm-hmm. i thought we should give a gift recommendation for like a expensive like a big gift a medium gift and a small gift and then we okay. should give a gift idea um for your boyfriend or significant other oh okay it's <laughs> a lot of pressure <coughs> do you have a list ready um yeah, I have I have some ideas. So I can go first. Or we can, like, bounce off of each other if you want me to, like, go, like, big gift. And then you go big gift. And then – because I think me talking about them will, like, they'll start popping into your mind. Okay, okay. All right. Here is Rachel and Juju's Christmas gift guide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, for my most expensive slash bougie gift, I have a nice long winter coat, like a pea coat, like a wool blend coat. And the one I'm specifically thinking of is from mango they have these um really nice did you get this coats. idea from Paige sorbo no oh wait did she talk about mango coats too yeah i talked about mango i, coats I asked on for one Giga's for christmas I, this is what i asked uh, for, for okay. christmas okay 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 <laughs> so continue literally this is my off my christmas list so mom <laughs> if you're listening <laughs> um but that is like i think a really good gift for somebody aka like someone like me would love it (laughs) but I probably did get the idea of mango from Paige without even realizing it because I do know that they did talk about that Mm -hmm. okay do you have an expensive gift an expensive gift I mean my personal gift wish list this year is just shoes like expensive not expensive shoes but just shoes I need I haven't purchased new shoes in a while like what kind of shoes just like I need trainers. Um, what are trainers? trainers. I, that's a British way of saying it. Trainers. Oh, you're I British. I need trainers. <laughs> um, yeah, it's they just feel like like gym shoes. I need gym shoes. I need like normal street shoes, and then I really want those Birkenstocks, those Boston suede Birkenstocks, the ones that everybody has. They're like they cover your whole foot, and then your ankle is bare. But I yeah. think oh, this is a tough one. Immediately, I'm like, I don't know, accessories, like jewelry, jewelry or something. Yeah. I think a good one would be like a fancy diffuser or something. Oh. For health, I don't know. Or a designer bag. I don't know. Or a designer bag. Um, the bougie one, I think that one's the hardest for me to come up with. But we can do. Okay. You keep well, going. You keep going. That was the if easiest pops for me. Mind. So I like, oh. haven't thought of anything medium. Um, medium. Well, I'm asking for, like, workout sets. So I guess you could say that's medium. I feel like a workout set, you know, 
it's about to be the new year and everyone wants to start working out more in the new year. So mm-hmm. what's a better way to start working out more than to give someone a workout set? Mm-hmm. Sponsor us. Aloe. Sponsor or- us. <laughs> Outdoor Voices. Yeah. Or- um, I'm going to co-sign on that one. I think that's a great one. I have no idea for any medium gifts. I'm really like... I've, I've been trying... To, I have been struggling, really, with these gifts lately. I will say... Really? This is a, this one is one that I'm planning on... Okay, Mom, if you're listening, you need to plug your ears or you need to exit the podcast. Um, they have these customizable stamps that you can get. So Aww. you can send in a picture of your pet and they'll take the, your pet's face and make it a stamp. That's so if you cute. have parents that love your cat or love your dog very, very much, this is a great gift. Yeah, that is And it's like 30 gift. bucks, so it's like a medium level. That is a good one. I All do right, not continue. know what I'm getting my parents, so. <laughs> parents are hard. Parents are really, really hard. Yeah, and, and I just told my brother, like, you're in charge of, like, getting my dad something and then, like, let me know, you know, think about it, and then I'll do my Send me the Venmo request. <laughs> yeah, and then we'll, like, all split it. Um, but, yeah. Okay, so then <clears throat> my small gift is the Hailey Bieber new lip stuff. I forget what it's called. Oh. Have you heard of it, heard about it? No, I'm, I'm going to look it up. It's, like, crispy, the Krispy Kreme donut kind of thing. No, lip peptide, peptide. Mm. Is it supposed to make your lips? It's supposed to be know. like it's like glossy. a lip oil, and it's supposed to make them glossy, but also like oh. um, hydrate them and make them just like super shiny. And it has color in them, hmm. uh, color in the product, but it's like very light. So it's kind of like a gloss that stays on. I don't know. I've heard it's only like, I think for one, it's only like $12 or $18 maybe with shipping. Oh, that's a good, that's a good. So it's like an inexpensive little stocking stuffer or something like that. Cute. Yeah, I like that. I think I'm going to additionally co-sign on that one as well. I think you did a great job. That's a great gift list. Honestly, any lip product. The only thing I think I do have an immediate um, piece of advice for is, like you said, the boyfriend. Okay, um, let's hear it. Gift. I think that the easiest way to win him over is Legos. <laughs> That's like tell not me, what I was tell expecting. me your boyfriend, tell me your boyfriend wouldn't enjoy putting together a Lego car or like a little he scene or something. He would literally freak out. He would love that. <laughs> All right. And it's so easy. You just go to the store. You go to any store, any Walmart, Target, anything like that, and you'll find Legos. So or go to like one of, of the big Lego stores and get him like mm-hmm. the Star Wars ship, and he'll be like, "Babe, babe, are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> like freak out. <laughs> yeah. So. Which is like so, like embarrassing for them. <laughs> I, it's their creative <laughs> outlet, uh, Rachel. But I mean. Legos are fun to play with. They are. Honestly, I enjoy Legos. I had Zach um, help, because I really like building, like, my furniture when it comes to boxes, 
But I was mm-hmm. so busy on the day of my move that I had so much going on that, like, I didn't really get the time to, like, fully sit down and focus. And so Zach took on building my things, and he was like, oh, it's just, like, Legos. Like, he was, like, really into it, and he built all my furniture, so I guess they did him that. well. My yeah. my suggestion was going to be um, Lululemon pants. They have, like, these, Girl, like, you are so much more bougie than me, I swear. Your first... <laughs> Your bougie item, the price point that I was thinking was so not the same as the one that you're thinking. That wasn't like that <laughs> bad. That was like, I, I think it was like two two thirty or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, this is like an expensive thing, but no, I get it. I get it. I just I think our minds just immediately went to different places. And yeah, I yeah, hilarious. Anyway, um, Lululemon, the pants, tops. No oh, pants. Um, they have like work-looking pants. Mm. Um, and they're oh, made of, yeah, those are good. Yeah, they're made out I've of like them. a stretchy material. Um, and then wow, an athletic brand should totally sponsor us because I know they have like, well, if you don't know this, Lululemon has a lifetime guarantee. So if like something happens to your Lululemons, you can bring them in, and like basically get something new what do you mean like if if you get like a hole yeah like if you get wear and tear um or like the stitching comes out or something you can bring it in and then they'll like replace it for free Mm. and i've done it before Hmm. nice wait i have i have one more holiday four for nothing question okay what is your favorite christmas cookie That's hard. Okay. Um, I recently had... Go okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I The first thing that came to mind was those little round, um, like, sugar cookies. Oh! Like, with, like, the colorful, like, Chris, like with the green Christmas tree. Little Santas and the Christmas yeah. trees. Oh, those are, those are fire. Pillsbury, yeah. Pillsbury sugar cookies. Those are amazing. Those are okay. good. How about you? Um, I went to a... A little bridal shower and one of our one of my friends made chocolate uh, I don't know what the proper term is but they're like, know, like crinkles yeah chocolate With powdered crinkle sugar cookies. oh those are f- so good those it's basically good. like a combination of brownie cake and cookie covered in powdered sugar and those are just divine <laughs> so one year I was, it was the COVID year. We weren't doing Nutcracker and I had a stress fracture and I was home. Um, and so I decided to start a cookie business, a Christmas cookie business. So I like, oh. tested out all these recipes and like the chocolate crinkle cookie was one of the ones I was offering. <laughs> but it only lasted like a few weeks because then I ended up getting an internship with my family's company. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, I literally was like taking professional iPhone photos of my cookies and my parents' kitchen advertising them <laughs> on Facebook. So, Hey, we all yeah. did things during COVID. I actually, this is a funny story. I mean, I don't think I've talked about this, but I ran a boot camp, ballerina boot camp over Where? COVID. Like on Out Zoom. of my house. We did it over Zoom. <laughs> and I got, I actually got like random people. I um, advertised it through the University of Utah and I hired a lot of my friends. One of my friends who's like a personal trainer from our, she's at, 
Orlando Ballet, shout out to Kenna Gold Fitness, if anybody's curious. Um, but yeah, I ran like a boot camp and I forgot that I did that. It was four weeks long. Oh my God. <laughs> did you have people pay? Yeah. I mean, it like supported itself. I made a little bit of money off of it, but like if I were to have continued it, I think it would have, it would have done well. Yeah. But yeah, that was like when we didn't know the end, when the end was coming. So you're like, might as well start a business. <laughs> yeah. And you did the same thing. So yeah. <laughs> here we are. Anyway, I'm glad we talked. Right. I feel like it's been like way too long. I know me too right, well thank you for listening sorry for the delay um keep we missed you guys uh, we missed you guys and keep reposting us we love it we love to see it all right until next time bye bye